What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello and welcome to Gothic's Rest. We're an old school RuneScape podcast hosted by a guy named Spari. And bird facts. And we bring you all the old school RuneScape news as well as just kind of talk about the game. Yeah. So grab a drink and uh, let's get right into it. How's your week going, Bird? It's going great, you know. Um, I feel like I'm doing something productive with my life with editing the last episode of the podcast into a video one. It was nice, honestly. It's kind of annoying, but it was cool. It was nice to have a purpose, you know? Yeah, you started editing that around noon, I think, right? I mean, it's a little bit of an exaggeration. Um, I I think I started downloading Premiere um, at noon mm-hmm. and then decided that I wasn't going to use Premiere and then went through the whole process of like going and getting DaVinci Resolve and then learning how to use that and blah, 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 blah. So I started at noon, but I didn't really yeah. start at noon. Just because uh, you're not doing your task doesn't mean it's not. Yeah, I was still, still work, getting. You know? I was still on the clock, you know. Yeah, like at work, you know, I clock in at eight a.m. Just because I'm not slicing vegetables doesn't mean I'm not, you know, at work still getting paid. I wish I got paid. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get a. Yeah, you know, maybe a, someday. A Raid Shadow Legends sponsorship. Yeah, we'll definitely take yeah. that. Haha. I would never. Nah, dude. Unless I have some semblance of my integrity, this podcast <laughs> is splitting into two individual podcasts. If you take that sponsor, <laughs> Guthix Rest and Guthix Anger, Guthix Rest and Armadil something or other. Oh, okay, I'd rebrand to Armadil for sure. Yeah, that's your favorite god. It's the best one. It's the bird I mean, one. Guthix isn't my favorite god, right? I I like Guthix, but it's not my favorite. Um, who is my your favorite, favorite? Would, is a uh, is Brassica. Oh, okay. So you believe in fake gods? Listen, if there's worshippers in game, it's a real god. Whatever you say, chief. Been up to anything else? Um, well, you know, um, I've I've been going on a magical adventure. I have a a master clue in game, um, and mm-hmm. I got four steps through it. I think. Or five. I don't think I don't, I've heard about this was, master clue yeah, yet. It was four or five steps. Um, I forget where I even got it at this point. Um, but on the, I think it was on the fifth step, I got the uh, the watchtower step where you have to have a dragon chain body. And I, of course, I'm an Iron Man, by the way. Um, and by the way. I don't have one of those. So I was like, okay, fine. It's reasonable for me to get this item. I'll just hold on to this and not open any other clues until I get a KQ task or a Calphite task, and then I'll go Kale KQ until I get it or until I run out of a task, at which point I'll probably rage quit. Um, so then I went on a magical adventure of Slayer for a little while. I got some tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a Dagonos task, uh, and I was like, you know what? I only have a B ring. I don't really have anything else. I have, I think I had two D axes. I was like, you know. I could I could go for a bit of DKs, so I went to DKs. Um, I doubled my number of dragon axes uh, very quickly 
um, nice, within the first nice. like twenty kills. Uh, from, That's always nice for the uh, infernal. Yeah, axe. The, the theoretical future infernal axe. Um, so mm-hmm. I have I have four dragon axes. I actually only have three. One of them belongs to my group mate. Um, but uh, not too long after, uh, I also got the only other useful uh, ring, the archer's ring. Which, I, I'm going to debate whether or not that ring is useful. What else am I going to wear while I'm full crystalling something? Well, okay, but if you're, like, raiding or something... Right, right? I'm just going to wear a B-ring. But it still yeah. has plenty of use cases. Like, I, there's so many Slayer tasks that I do just camp full crystal the whole time. The plus H yeah, range bonus true. isn't, like, a ton, but it is an upgrade, and the seer's ring is a joke and so is the warrior ring so the archer's ring is just less of a joke i'd rather have the prayer bonus offered by like a ring of the gods or a ring of suffering yeah well i don't have those and the plus one prayer bonus from the ring of exploring the explorer's ring the explorer's ring i don't think that's worth it over plus eight range I mean, yeah, probably not a plus one, but sounds like uh, you have some some Zenite journey to go on. I have been hearing that I that was one of the tasks I got, which I didn't even write this down in my sheet of things to talk about during this segment. But I got ballista limbs. I think one in five hundred, mm. the Zenites yeah. one in three hundred. What the heck, man? I think this is like the story of many Iron Men. I feel like I've seen a lot of Iron Men that have like many ballista parts with no zenites um so this is not a particularly unique story but it doesn't mean that i'm not allowed to be slightly upset about it too but it would be cool to have a heavy ballista so i'm not even that mad honestly it's whatever i mean what would you use the heavy ballista? absolutely for, nothing but it would be cool to have yeah i mean there was the meme i made of uh anti-peking yeah yeah well if i'm gonna go yeah. get that ring of the gods i might need it apparently even calvarion is just packed right now Oh, constantly. It it's full of bots and full of PKers and real players and Yeah, it, it sounds it's rough. intense out there. It's fun though. Yeah, I I think if I was to do the wilderness bosses, I'd rather like set out to the multi bosses with a bunch of friends cuz I feel like that would be generally more fun than just going and doing the solo one and just being frustrated by constantly like getting crashed by bots or getting crashed by PKers or what have you. So they're a lot of fun, but the uh, the thing with like Vedion and uh, yeah, the scaling. I, I almost said I what you're gonna say. Uh, no, not the scaling, but just like how many PKers you see out there. Oh, really? It's it rough. Because when we were doing, <laughs> it's really bad. It was closer to the release, but we were doing uh, Callisto's Callisto, the only dead one. Yeah, we were doing Callisto, and that was yeah, that was not too rough. Honestly, we didn't really see anybody. Yeah, Callisto is the only one where you won't get constantly ganked, but on a weekend, it's it's just undoable. That's tragic. Yeah. How's Scorpion nowadays? Is that less um, exciting than it used to be because of the I fact that so. the bully bosses are probably a better bet for finding people to fight? I did KC for the diary out there, the, the combat achievement. And didn't see a single person. Oh, the combat so. achievement. Yeah, I only did it for the, the diary. I think I got the yeah, one kill. It, I was terrified the whole time, and then like I ran away. It's like 50 KC or something I think I needed. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't see anyone out there. 
so it seems pretty dead. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, because, like, theoretically, I could go to, like, Calvaryon at the right time. It's probably unrealistic, but it, it would be theoretically possible for me to go to Calvaryon at the right time and see, like, nobody and conclude, mm. nobody, nobody PKs here. When in reality, mm-hmm. it's... Yeah, you just got lucky. Yeah. But um, I, I feel it's probably more of a reasonable assessment that uh, Scorpia could actually be, like, kind of dead right now. Yeah, and there's... um. I mean, this is less relevant for Ironmen, but for mains, there's the uh, the new one plus one methods or two plus one methods, where you have uh, two accounts uh, using tridents or freezes or whatever, uh, and you're just using the new wilderness staff and just getting absolute stonk kills, just insane speed. I hate altscape, man. Yeah, I hate it too. It's kind of cool. To see like the methods people come up with for like weird altscape stuff, but it's just not fun. Uh, for yeah, me. I just I'm not into that. I like having my one account on my screen at all times. I don't like having to deal with multiple, and I think it kind of takes away from the spirit of the game. Yeah, I'm an Iron Man, but someone in my clan was doing it with other people in the clan, as so mm. not really altscape there. Yeah, but then you have to split. That's true. Though I don't know what you're really splitting at Scorpia. <laughs> I think I they were just doing it profit. for the for the diary. I think they were just doing it for uh, CAs, the goodness you mean? of their hearts. Yeah, CAs. It's a type of diary. Uh, well, I would I would not personally qualify them as being diaries. When I refer to diaries, I'm usually referring to achievement yeah. diaries. Are there other diaries in the game? I don't think so. No, not really. Yeah, so usually when I refer to diaries, I think of the green quest point. They're combat diaries. Yeah, but no. Thank you. So, anything else going on? Uh, I don't know. Um, I sent some Inferno attempts um, on the Beta Worlds, like I said on I the, would. On the Iron or on, on, on the... Beta Worlds? Beta Worlds. Oh, okay. Um, it, I, I did it with gear that I would like reasonably have. So, I was doing it with Bofa, um, mm-hmm. like an Aram's top. I was using a Kodai. But I'd probably end up using the uh, the new Ancient Scepter because um, I doubt yeah. I'd get a Kodai. And also part of the reason I used Kodai is because you can only use the three-slot rune pouch on Beta Worlds. Um, so mm. I couldn't slot waters in there. So the Kodai yeah. was my, my stand-in for that so I could use Ice Barrage. Um, didn't make it to Zuck. What does Kodai give? Is it 10%? 15. 15. Okay. 15, just like the... the Nightmare Staff and Toxic Staff of the Dead. And I think the regular staff of the dead is 15 as well. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. The new staff from uh, Muspa, the uh, Ancient Scepter, that's a 5%? Yeah, staff, that staff is only 5%, the Scepter. It's um, so good, though. Like, Yeah, the notable feature of the Scepter is the fact that your freezes last longer. and your yeah. um, Does that your come blood... into play in the Inferno? Yeah, it does. Um, if you freeze the Nibblers and they don't die... Um, mm-hmm. they'll just be sitting there, and that's good because then they're not attacking your pillars. And oftentimes, once you cast, like especially in the later waves, once you've cast one barrage at the nibblers, you are more concerned mm-hmm. with staying alive and finding a solve for the wave, making sure that nothing's attacking you, and figuring out what order of things you're going to attack. Um, and the nibblers aren't particularly a concern at that point. 
So them being frozen for longer is more time that they're not attacking your pillars and they're not really being a problem. Gotcha. Yeah, I've never done the Inferno or really like sat there and like really watched an Inferno stream or video. So I was I was under the impression that you just, you know, keep killing them until they're dead. Yeah, no. Um, during the earlier waves, it's it's best to do that from what I can tell. Uh, but during the later waves, um, I mean, you can only pray against one type of damage at once, right? And blobs yeah. have two different attack styles. They can attack with uh, range or mage, and everything can attack with melee. But you have to be in melee range. Um, mm-hmm. So, and like the, I forget what the blob max hit is, but its mage max hit, I want to say, is like forty-five. And they switch style based on what you're praying. So you have to find solves quick. The nibblers are not your problem. As soon as you cast that first barrage on them, if you're being attacked by a bunch of stuff, that's not your problem anymore. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but. The thing that comes in the factor after that is uh, the Ancient Scepter also makes it so that you get a little bit more healing out of your blood spells. Um, yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, that it's one's like also good. Big thing. Do you know what yeah. phantoming is? Of the menace variety? <laughs> no. Um, there's certain spots you can stand. Well, not certain spots, but there's certain spots that people use for this. Uh, but if you stand far enough away from enemies um, and you cast mm. Blood Barrage on them, uh, if they die from that blood barrage attack, you'll actually still be able to cast another blood barrage on them while they are dead and get more healing out of them. Oh, interesting. And so there's a lot of really easy spots to set up like blob uh, phantom heals. Um, and I imagine that the scepter would make those phantom heals even better. Um, so that also comes yeah. into play quite a bit, I would imagine. Huh. There's a lot of cool strategies. Um I watched a lot of No Monkey specifically. Shout out to No Monkey. His Inferno guys oh, are really an great. Absolute gamer. Yeah, he's he's super positive, which I really appreciate. Um, he always seems like he's having a good time um, in all the the guide videos that he does, um, the guide streams rather that he just makes into videos. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's very informative. Uh, he's very fun about it. Um, you can tell where the important parts of the video. I love the YouTube feature where you can like see the most replayed parts of videos, because you can tell like where the spots in, in the video are where he like explains some mechanic, and people like went back and watched it multiple times. That, that would be uh, really useful to have. Like pillar stacking, there's, there's a spot where he explains how like okay, you've got a ranger and a mage on your pillar. So I don't remember the order off the top of my head. I should remember but it's been a few days since i did inferno attempt so it's not drilled into my brain but i think it's like uh if you have something stacked on your pillar you want to pray against the thing in the back first and then you want to alternate so if you've got a ranger closest to you and a mage further away you want to step out praying mage and then one tick alternate between uh range then mage then range then mage etc until one of them dies and then you can pray one thing See, this is why I'm not looking forward to eventually uh, doing the Inferno, and I'm uh, delaying until after I max. <laughs> Alternating isn't too bad, um, and you don't have to do it like all the time. Uh, it's really only in the later waves when you have like a bunch of different types of things attacking you that you have to alternate. And alternating also completely negates blob damage. Blobs uh, read your attack style that you're praying on like their second tick. And then on their sixth tick, they attack you with the opposite of that uh, range slash mage prey style. And if you're praying melee, they just attack with you, uh, attack you with something random. But if you're constantly gotcha. alternating, 
uh, it just works out. So you can avoid all blob damage and then all damage from enemies while alternating. It's very good. And it's not very hard. You just have to click on the the prayer when the other one uh, stops being lit up. It's it's actually really easy. Maybe that advice will uh, help me in uh, a year and a half when I eventually <laughs> try the intro. Just, just go watch No Monkeys videos. He'll help you. Yeah. Yeah, I got to wave 60. Um, I was really mad because the solve for that wave would have been super easy. I just needed to walk to the west side of the pillar, but I just didn't. Um, and how far does the Inferno go? Is it 63? 69. 69? Nice. Yeah. Uh, Jad, uh, regular Jad, Fight Caves is 63, and then Inferno is 69. Gotcha. Okay. So I was, I, I think I was only a few waves away from uh, Jad, then Triple Jad, then Zuck. Uh, I wasn't too upset about it, but... Yeah. And I heard Triple Jad isn't even that bad. No, Triple Jad isn't that bad. Um, uh, I did Inferno... I completed Inferno on Leagues, um, because during Shattered Relics, you could take half damage. So I basically only needed to know the mechanics of Inferno slightly. Um, yeah, just face tank the whole thing. Yeah, and just face tank a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. but I don't think I took any damage at Triple Jad's. Um, the only annoying part is healers, um, yeah. which in during Zuck or at Jad both. Uh, but I was mostly specifically there talking about at Jad, at uh, triple Jads rather, because um, you have to stop them from healing. Uh, I just ignored that entirely during leagues because yeah. I could just shit out damage. Yeah, um, but I'm a little intimidated by it. You can kind of do that in the main game nowadays if you have Tebow. Well, even with Bofa, you can do it. Eh. I've not used, consistently. I've used but... Bofa enough to know that it wouldn't it wouldn't work. <laughs> this thing, listen, this thing's a piece Mr. of shit, man. Doesn't have rigor. This thing's a piece of garbage. People are like, oh yeah, most accurate bow in the game. My man, with rigor you can absolutely shred through him. Yeah, well I don't have that, so sounds like an Iron Man problem. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Anyways, that's probably enough uh, talk about Inferno. Um, what's going on with you? What's popping? Enough about me. Do I talk about my RuneScape or my real life first? I mean, we're talking about RuneScape, so either you can you can keep going with the RuneScape, yeah, or yeah. you can give I'll, RuneScape I'll, I'll keep, a bit of a break, talk about some real I'll keep life. With the RuneScape. Um, all right, all right. Uh, I got my second purple at Toa. That's true, you f- Yeah, I got a uh, a fang that I split three ways. And didn't have to give a single penny to Bird. I'm not mad about not getting money. I'm just mad about not getting the Fang. Could have been mine. Yeah. That would have been great for you. I've seen the Ring and now the Fang in my name. And uh, I think you're in both those raids. That's correct. So next one, next one's on you. You know. Surely. Surely. But a uh, nice 13.8 mil for each of us. Fantastic. Uh, really looking forward to sending more raids in the coming future when uh when we're doing bingo with TNL. Springo. Yeah, Springo's coming up. Pretty excited for really that. Really excited for that. Um if I go to the Springo chat, there's a ton of people that are looking to get drafted. Uh if my sources are correct, the draft is gonna be this weekend. Mm. Saturday, Sunday. So, kind of up here in three days. I have not advertised myself at all to be drafted because 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you told me to DM T-Pace, I think is his name. Yeah. Um, I don't know him at all, but I assume I will get to know him over the course of Bingo. Tyler is a great guy. I love him. Yeah. Because um, you, you DM'd me that you had DM'd him your uh, mm-hmm. your key collection, your, your crystal key collection. Yeah. And I was like, that's a nice key collection, but check out mine. Yeah. And then you told me to just DM that to him, and I did. And he was like, son of a bitch, you're in. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, what did I send him? I sent him... Um, Draft me, Father, for I have sinned, with a picture of Father August praying. And uh, he, in his uh, team captain message on the Discord, had said that he uh, he likes crystal keys. So I sent a picture of my crystal keys I've slowly accumulated doing Slayer. And uh, he said he would uh, consider drafting me. Um, and it sounds like I'm going to be seventh round pick. Which sounds like not very good, but you have to consider we have a ton of people participating in this bingo. Yeah, do you have any idea how many rounds there are going to be of drafts? Or is that information Um, that is not available to us plebeians? I think there's going to be 20 players a team. Okay, that's a lot. Around that, yeah. We're not like, you know, we're in the upper half. It's true. Because I, I think he also said he wants to try to pick you around 7th. Yeah, he said uh, he'll probably try and pick me 8th. Nice. Feels good, man. I just told him I just told him that if uh, you're on another team, um, I'll stop at nothing to kick your team's ass. Um, so <laughs> watch out for that. Oh, no. If we're on other teams, I am going to destroy you. I mean, it's unlikely that you'll be drafted. Yeah, I haven't advertised uh, myself at all. You even advertise yourself, and nobody in the Discord really knows you. It's true. I'm kind There's of a, a chance I, I could get drafted, but I think the people that would draft me probably won't. They're probably going to go for other people first. So, yeah, our accounts are both pretty good, but not like super good. Yeah, they're going to go for the absolute gamers, and then they're going to go for their friends. The people that I usually talk to tend to be kind of newbier, so I think I think I'm safe. Just insulting everybody you talk to in TNL. I see how it is. Well, okay, listen. Wow, I raid. Dude. I do a lot of like 150 raids with like newer players. All right. I I don't I don't do raids with the absolute gamers. But I think I'm a sleeper pick. Okay. Whatever you say, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I haven't really been doing a ton of RuneScape lately, other than I've been working on my crafting. Um. In like 20 minutes, I'll pop off. Because I'll be 97 crafting. Let's go. Um, but I'm working towards 99 in that. And after that, probably just do agility for a while. Any sepulchre fans? Yeah, I need to learn sepulchre for it, um, for sure. It's not that bad. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I think it's very fun. I like sepulchre. Sepulchre good. It's just something that I have to pay attention to while I'm doing it. So Yeah. That'll be mildly annoying. But manageable. Yeah, well, you know. You get better XP, so. True. And if you're looting chests and stuff, you actually get, like, pretty decent GP from it. Like, nothing crazy, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, I've been doing Barrows. Um, that was the end of the story for uh, um, the Master Clue that I was talking about earlier. I completely forgot, like, 
I, I think I we were we got tangented into talking about the ring drop I got, but um, I, I I was I went and did my DK's task, and then I got a Calphite task, and so then I, I killed Calphite Queen I think like six or seven times, and then got a D chain, and I was like, okay, I still have that Calphite Queen or that Calphite task right now. I haven't finished it mm-hmm. because I went to go do that step. I did it after I I had to go get a new uh, bull roar, the thing where you have to like wave it above your head from Legends Quest. Yeah, and I had to get a new one of those, but I got another one. You, did you know that get to get a new one of those, you have to cook an umli wrap and give it to uh, one of the foresters. That sounds that's obnoxious. how you get that's how you get one. It wasn't that bad, but it, I just thought it was a very very interesting way because you should reclaim quest items like that. You just like go talk to a guy, but yeah. you have to like actually give them something. Not only that, you have to you have to use it on them. There is no dialogue option. You have to use it on. Oh, them. really? You can like ask. That's them. That's really weird. You can ask them like, "Hey, how do I get a bull roar?" And they're like, "Oh, well, I'd be willing to trade something for it," but they don't tell you what. And so you just have to like, "No, oh. I guess." That's funny. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a really old quest, so it has a lot of oddities with it. Yeah, don't even get me started on the VLD caves. Um, oh God! But yeah, uh, you know. There's a uh, ticket you can get from the barrels. Oh, yeah, there. the barrels. Yeah, it's like super duper rare. There's so much weird stuff. So, one in 100 to get a ticket that allows you to sleep in the house. It's true. In uh, Tayabawana. But sleeping and... is a long deprecated feature. Yep. That's from the OS Classic days. The tickets used to be tradable, but now they're untradable. So, you could get one of those someday, you know, just have it. Anyways, um, yeah, so I got that. I went and did the clue step, killed the the double agent, and I look at my master clue scroll, and it's like, go, go, I don't remember, I, I don't think it's open the Barrow's chest, I think it's do an emote at the Barrow's chest, but I need a full yeah. Barrow set now. I, That's annoying. I don't have a full Barrow set. I think before, like, a couple days ago, I had less than 50 Barrow's, Casey. Um, I'd mm-hmm. never really bothered, it wasn't a priority of mine. Um, but now I need a full set, so that's been a thing I've been doing. We good luck. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, so far I've honestly been like on rate for the most part. I'll go like maybe sixteen or so kills before getting uh, an item. Um, it's been kind of fun because uh, Barrows like gives you items pretty frequently, and I've only yeah. gotten one dupe, um, which I got today. It was the, the item I yeah, got it, right it, before we started. So, dopamine the mini game. Yeah, it is. It is pretty fun. The boss. I don't actually mind it too much. Do you want to classify it as? It's it's great. The reason I I was transitioning from this to sepulcher is because I've done a little sepulcher on on this account. So I have like three of the the lock, special lock picks. So I've been using those mm-hmm. to make some of my runs a little bit faster. Super nice. Are you um, gonna do more when uh when you run out to get more lock picks or? Probably not. Um, I'll probably mm-hmm. just keep doing barrows normally. Um, I'm usually pretty sparse with the with when I use those lock picks. I only use them when like the locked doors prevent me from getting to the the final door that's like on the other side of the catacombs, basically. Um, gotcha. if the if the door is close and I can reasonably get to it within like a couple doors, it's like eh, whatever. I'll just go normally. But if it's gonna be a massive pain in the ass to get to the final area, I'll use the lock pick. Okay. Yeah, when I when I was using them, I just went through them like candy. I I'd use them every opportunity that I uh, could. 
Yeah, I think I'm up to like a roughly 100 Barrow's Chests opened, and I think I've only used mine like 30, 20, 30 times maybe. Um, I only use it sparingly. Um, so, mm-hmm. But I'm up to seven unique items, eight items in total. I had two nice. Torag's chest pieces. And Your log already looks better than mine. Nothing else particularly exciting. Uh, I got two pieces of Variks, the two pieces of Arums that nobody cares about. Guess which ones they are. The hood and the staff. Yes, sir. Let's go. And then I got a, a crossbow and a, a great axe. Nothing super exciting, honestly. I'm closest mm-hmm. to Variks and Arums. And, of course, the two pieces I need of Arums are the two actually useful pieces. That's annoying. That would be nice to get. I would like the I would like the top and bottom for Arums. That would be very nice. Yeah, th- that would be nice for uh, the raids for the bingo. Yes, it makes you less of a piece of paper while maging. I think that's something that people yeah. often forget about Arums. Is Arums, like as far as mage gear goes, actually has pretty decent defensives. Alongside, I think being only slightly better than Mystics as far as offensives go. Mystic Robe Top has a magic attack bonus of 20 and defensive bonuses of absolutely zero except for a 20 in mage. So 20 mage attack and defense, nothing else. Arum's Robe Top, in comparison... Well, it really is paper then. Yeah, it's a piece of paper. Whereas comparatively, Arum's Robe Top has a plus 30 magic attack and defense, uh, notably a minus 10 range bonus, but whatever. For offensive, yeah, um, and then defensives, uh, still plus a zero in the range department, but fifty-two slash thirty-seven, uh, sorry, fifty-two stab, thirty-seven slash, and sixty-three crush defense. So significantly less of a piece of paper and ten extra magic attack bonus. That's quite an improvement. Yeah, it's very nice, especially when uh, you get your shadow next raid after the podcast. Yeah, and. Uh... Yeah, you multiply uh, that by yeah. three. You know, sure. I'm sure that'll happen. I was really hoping on one of the two purples it would be a shadow. Absolute game changer for my account. I mean, that's all you can do, you know? All you can do is huff that hopium, baby. Mm. Or I think it's copium. I mean, copium, hopium. I've heard them both. Copium's the, the original one, but I think hopium has... Has been around lately. Copium as well. is like you have like hope for the future. Copium is like oh, these are these yeah, are you're... separate things. Yeah, yeah, these have definitions. Yeah, yeah, hopium is like your or copium is like your um, it's not gonna happen. Your, your... Cope. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. But like you're you're tricking yourself into thinking it's gonna happen. Anyways, uh, real life stuff because I haven't really been doing too much in RuneScape. Uh, my work flooded. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I saw an image of that. What? Huh? <laughs> so, I work in a restaurant that is very busy. Um, yes. And I work as a prep cook. So, I come in in the morning, I cut up all the vegetables, I prepare the salad mix, I make all the sauces, and then I leave. I'm usually out before dinner. And on this particular day, I was in a little bit early because I sometimes set up the store uh, at 7 a.m. And I'm in the back of uh, the store at uh, around 10 o'clock. I think I was dicing some tomatoes or something. And my boss comes up to me and he goes, hey, Spari, 
I have an unexpected task for you. I go, oh. A new quest. Okay. He's going to have me clean the bar cooler or some other place that doesn't get cleaned. Because he asked me to grab a mop and a broom. And so I go out there. And right beside the bar, we have a giant pool of water forming. I've described this as Lake Washington. <laughs> it is absolutely massive. Three inches deep, covering Jeez. the entire floor. Mm. Like, actually just three inches deep throughout the entire restaurant? Yeah. Yep. Uh, not wow. the entire restaurant. But the bar from, from behind the bar to the front of the restaurant, three inches. And my boss is uh, squeegeeing the water away. And I just go, oh, sh- that's why you wanted me to grab a mop and a broom. And uh, some other girl had just come in uh, to start her like morning shift. Uh, we open at 11. It's about 11.30. And me and this girl are sweeping water into the drains. And um, it it just doesn't stop. We're like, why? what is going on? And we realize it's coming from somewhere or from behind the bar, but we can't figure out where. And so... So you were... Hang on. Let me get this straight for a second here. You were sweeping away all this water, but you had yet to identify yeah, where it came so from. Yeah, it, so it was just kind of on the floor with nothing like explicitly like there's no spring of water coming from anywhere that we could see. I feel like I feel like if I if I saw a pool of water in my place of work i would immediately wonder how it arrived there before i would attempt to get well rid of our it. first concern was like making sure the carpeted areas didn't get wet because right around the bar there's several carpeted areas um, That's fair, i guess so we were just trying to deal with that but the the boss was the one that was trying to figure out where it was coming from and so we can't find an immediate source and th- this becomes relevant later um, you know, nobody really can figure out where it's coming from because we have a uh, a plumber eventually come out and upper management uh, insisting that we open. We opened with a giant pool of water constantly filling our floor. Nice. That's what I want to see yeah, when I walk so into a restaurant. I get sent back uh, around 11.30 to continue with my work. And... Uh, they have servers that are now coming in to, you know, start the, the day shift or the morning shift, I should say, um, to actually start uh, their day. They they come in and instead of serving, he's having them uh, sweep water because there needs to be basically two people at all times to ensure that uh, there's not just a giant pool. We must have two people appeasing the water gods. And the plumber comes in and he starts... Uh, using a reciprocating saw to cut holes in the wood behind the bar to figure out where this leak's coming from, because we think it's coming from that area. And, you know, customers are pissed, obviously, because there's water on the floor and half the restaurants, you know, we've closed the the back half of the restaurant. It's just half of our seating on a busy Sunday. Um, And, you know, there's water in the way that they had to walk to get to their seats. So they're not too happy about that. Um, a couple hours later, I got out there and the plumber has moved from trying to cut holes behind the bar to he has now taken a jackhammer in the bar 
and started pulling up tiles and going through the concrete. Are we talking like full-size construction jackhammer here? Or like... Um, not full-size. It was like a quarter of the size. Wait, what are we talking here? It was like a handheld one. Okay. This little like... Or, I say little. It's pretty big. It's like the size of a chainsaw. That he was just... Just jackhammering away. And there was customers at the bar sitting there. Like five feet from him. I... Yeah, I... That's some classic upper management BS, man. Just opening the restaurant regardless of the fact that there's water on the floor and there's like a guy in here tearing up the walls, eventually tearing up the floor, just trying yeah. to figure out where this so leak like, is. Like, that seems like such a bad optic for your restaurant mm-hmm. to have people just walk in and like, oh, yep, it's just yeah, a construction zone. It, it was zone. not great. People, customers were pissed. They were complaining. No one was having a good time. I had a server who so. came uh, back to my prep area, and uh, you know I'm just working, and I look over, and she's fucking crying, and I'm just like, uh, uh, what, "What do I say?" I'm like, and I was like, uh, "Are you Jeez. are you okay?" And then I end up having a conversation with her and trying to comfort her because you know customers have been fucking yelling at her her entire shift since she got in. Because as as we know, when there are problems with the restaurant, it is yeah. always your server's it, fault. Love that. It, it's why I don't work customer-facing anymore. Please be nice to your servers. But I felt so bad for her. Unless they suck. Sometimes your server does suck. But honestly, probably still be nice to them. Just put up with it. It's not worth your time, yeah. usually. That's my opinion, at least. Yeah, so... 5.30 rolls around, and I'm still at work because it's a busy Sunday, and I have a lot to do on a Sunday, and I got pulled away from my work for about an hour and a half to sweep water, so I'm behind. It's a whole thing, but um, I get word that they're going to have to shut off the water to the building, and you cannot have a restaurant open if your water is not running. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I thought you were going to say they were going to shut down the restaurant, but no, well, they're going to shut down the water. In turn, because they're shutting down the water, they're also shutting down the restaurant. And I'm just like... Okay, this... good. I was I was worried you were going to continue with that with, oh, but no. we're not shutting <laughs> down the restaurant, guys. Trust me, guys, the dollars need to keep flowing in. Yeah. We need this restaurant like, open. Just the, the spit on it if you need water. there is like, in an attempt to stay open, they're now having to shut down right before dinner instead of just dealing with it in the you know morning when we could have you know shut down the restaurant turned off the water got it all fixed for the record yeah primarily a dinner restaurant they do have morning and lunch options but this Mm -hmm. restaurant is primarily a a dinner focused we we don't open to 11 for a reason you know most of our business comes in the evening and so we shut down and thankfully, I'm done with everything that needs water at that point, and I'm just cleaning up. So I'm like, cool, I'm not violating any health codes, we're fine. Um, I like the idea of if you if you still needed water, you'd just go out to like the lobby area with like a bucket, and uh, instead of sweeping up the water, you'd just like, you'd just, you know, grab uh, some water gross. and, you know, head back and use the water to like clean no, off no, all no, the vegetables gross. and stuff. Great. I will say, though, I came in the next day, and uh, the floor's immaculate. So clean. (laughs) I'd like to hope so. But yeah, it took until 5.30 for them to shut down. Uh, And there was people that uh, come in to work 
at around four or five because they come in just for the dinner shift and then they leave right afterwards. So they work like a four or five hour shift. Um, and so there was a ton of people that just came in, were told, hey, you know, we're closing down, but they still get a clock in and then just got to sit around for four hours and get paid. So nice. Honestly, that's a dub right there. From what I was told after I left, they made a bunch of grilled cheeses and had a grilled cheese party. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love that. When are we having a grilled cheese party? Oh God, that sounds sounds awesome. But uh, the real kicker is we gotta we gotta have like the designer grilled cheese, mm, you know? some real fancy shit. Not just not just your yeah. normal shit. I like the fancy grilled cheeses. That shit's yeah, yeah. fire. I, I like um. I mean, this is this. You you can argue this doesn't make it a grilled cheese anymore. Uh, having bacon in my grilled cheese, I think that's a real nice texture. But uh, the the yeah, I think by the traditional sense, that's probably not a grilled cheese anymore. Yeah, but that does sound good. I mean, we put we put macaron or we put we put macaroni in our bacon. Um, we put so like bacon bits in our macaroni. Yeah, it's good. Uh, when we make like mac and cheese, and that's very good. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, the 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 next day I come in, everything's fixed. There's a big hole in the bar, um, where they jackhammered it, and uh, there's a piece of uh plywood over laid over it. But there's also fresh concrete. But there's no tiles there anymore. <laughs> um, and there's three holes in the wood behind the bar. Where the guy was uh, reciprocating, uh, or using the right. reciprocating saw on it. Are they just are they just gaping holes in the wall still? He put um, like plastic and uh, like painters tape around it, like saran wrap essentially. Not saran wrap. If you've ever been <laughs> in a construction site, which I don't think you've... I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like that, like construction plastic. It's just industrial saran wrap. Yeah, basically for buildings. But yeah, there's still those. Um... I got word today that apparently the tile's being fixed tomorrow, so cool. Um, but I learned uh, they left uh, one of the new managers uh, in the restaurant all night with the with the plumber, who was there until 3 in the morning. Jeez. <laughs> and, and he had to leave. I can't, I mean, I can't say much, because that's how long I spent editing last week's podcast. But... Yeah. Yeah, he had to leave and um, go drive an hour away uh, to go get uh, concrete at one point to fill in the hole that he made. I mean, I'm sure he's probably getting paid pretty well for that. He's getting paid time and a half because it was an emergency call on a Sunday. Yes, sir. And he already is getting paid a lot because he's a plumber, so... Yeah, because plumbers get paid pretty well, and I imagine... When you're when you're the plumber that that particular restaurant mm-hmm. calls, you probably have some kind of like some kind of in the industry deal, I'd imagine, of some kind. Yeah. Because I imagine you have some way of securing yourself as the spot of X company's plumber. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was the story of uh my store fucking flooding. Um, I have some uh pictures of it that uh I took. And, uh, it was, it was interesting. Uh, I came in the next day and the store was absolutely trashed in back of house because they couldn't do dishes because there was no water. (laughs) I just spit on them. That's fine. So I'm supposed to open the store that day. And instead I just spent my morning shift doing dishes for three hours 
and that was interesting. Which do you prefer, prepping or dishes? Well, I wasn't prepping in the morning. I was opening the store. Well, yeah, I, I'm asking though, because you, you're usually prep guy. Would you rather do your normal prep work or was dishes? Better? I'd rather do prep work because doing dishes, yeah. you get all wet and that's uncomfortable. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I can understand. I do get wet sometimes, that. though, doing prep work because uh, we have to submerge the produce in water. And some of them like to not let go of it until you cut into it. Uh, looking at you, iceberg lettuce. I mean... It's lettuce. Yeah. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of folds a in there. There's a lot of space crannies. for the water to hide. Yeah, it was an interesting couple of days. Um, I talked to some people that weren't there that day that had the day off, and they, some of them had absolutely zero clue what had happened. Uh, shout out to my coworker Thomas. He was like, "The store flooded? What?" And I was like, "Yeah." I mean, when you say the store flooded, I imagine the the immediate image that comes to mind is probably a lot more yeah they, dramatic they probably than think, what you know, actually happened. Several layers of wa- or several feet of water or something. But that was just a few inches. But my shoes were wet all day, and that was really uncomfortable. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, were the socks wet too? Oh yeah, awful, terrible. Um, I have really thick heeled shoes, uh, for work safety shoes. Yeah, they they suck. They're non-slip not slip shoes. They're not very non-slip, but they well, keep my feet out of water, good. which is nice. Except for when it gets three inches, then it goes over, and that sucks. Yeah, I remember when you were uh, when you were moving from uh, your old place to where you live now. Uh, you were getting a bunch of boxes from your place of work, and I walked in there for a second, and I was like, "Man, I've worked in a couple of places where you're supposed to wear non-slip shoes, and mm. I've worn." regular shoes walking into those places and it usually wasn't a problem but it's back a, there dang yeah it's a problem dang, in a man. restaurant there's a reason yeah, they're, they're very up. um adamant about it because uh restaurants tended to get grease and shit on the floor so that makes it really slippery and not safe grease yeah, and water I... I walked just into that little back room there where they had all those boxes, and I was like, wow, this floor is really slippery. Mm-hmm. And that was just like that tiny area back there. I can only imagine it probably gets worse the further you step in. Yeah, there's certain parts of the store you have to be really careful about. The line where we have uh, the fryers get real greasy, and then uh, the dish pit is always all wet. Stanky. And we have a, a new dishwasher this older Chinese gentleman, um, he always goes up to me and he's like, uh, your name Spari. And I'm like, yes, very good. Um, and then he has me, and then he he has me spell it for him and then he writes it down and then we can start the day. But, um, he has a habit of multiple time occurrence where he, he spells it every day. Uh, it's like a couple times a week now. It was like four or five days in a row at one point though. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of roll with it. It's like a minute wonder, or two out I of wonder, my day. It's always so interesting, characters like that. It's like, yeah, I wonder if he's just writing it down multiple times to really try and like burn it in, or if he's forgetting. You know, I think he's trying to learn how to like spell things and stuff because he'll yeah. like ask like for other people's names too. Like he asked all the different managers oh, and gotcha. the people we work with, and he's like, "How do you spell that?" And I spelt it out for him. Um. Respect. Yeah. Uh, I would hate it 
if like you know if i was from anywhere and i i feel like the thing that people hate the most when you are a foreigner that is not the best at whatever language this isn't just like the u.s this is probably just anywhere i think people hate it when you don't try yeah if you're not trying at all people are going to be frustrated with you but if you're making an attempt to like speak in the language people are going to be like that's fine man most mm-hmm. people are going to be understanding at that point yeah, and I'm always impressed by people that can speak more than one language. Um, yeah. I can speak some really shitty French that I can barely remember. Uh, I can say, je m'appelle Spari. Uh, I don't remember much else than that. J'ai expression ein bisschen Deutsch, aber nicht so viel. Yeah. Probably got some grammar mixed up there, but used to used to take German class. I was above average i went to germany but uh, even in germany i was lost man i oh. but thankfully a lot of people in germany speak english but we also went to like turkey and a couple other places so well, my problem with um when i took french class in high school is my french teacher um the first french teacher we had learned it in um the netherlands so she had mm. a, a an interesting accent when it came to French, and then the next uh, French teacher I had, he learned it in Switzerland, so he had a French Swiss accent. Oh wow! Yeah. Weird. Um, Did you guys ever get the? I don't know if this was exclusively a German substitute, but there was that one legendary substitute uh, for our German class. Um, I don't know if he ever did other languages. I was, I was aware that he spoke other languages, but he was he was super old, and he was like he'd always tell stories about. Oh stuff. yeah, I, don't I know, know if you guys got about. Yeah, we yeah. Had him. I don't remember his name. I don't. And I probably either. wouldn't want to say it anyways. But yeah, he was so cool. <laughs> yeah, he was. We did not do Super any cool real thing. learning that day. <laughs> no, yeah. Whenever he was in, whatever the lesson plan was, just never happened. But he would like tell all these super cool stories, and we'd learn like mm-hmm. something that day, regardless. Yeah, I think he also substituted for uh, English classes. I think so. Yeah, there yeah. was some other area he subbed for, but. Yeah. Super cool guy. But um anyways, do we want to talk about RuneScape? I guess we can talk about the game. There's on our update. RuneScape podcast. Yeah. What are we? How uh, are we an hour in? Oh my god. Yeah, 56:33 is what mine is currently counting. So, if you watch this podcast to get your fill of the old school RuneScape news, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe uh, we I should about... just go to go to break and have uh second content as the (laughs) as the maybe yeah i've i've been thinking about um i don't know how to do it yet i think you just have to put it in the description of the youtube video but i've been thinking about like chaptering the youtube Mm -hmm. video because i really like it when i can like go through a podcast and like see you know what sections what they talk about so if i'm like okay these guys are talking about some real stupid shit i don't want to listen to this what are they talking about next Oh, they're actually talking about the old school news? Skip to there. Hey, yeah, let's go to break, because uh, we have some ads. This ads. week's podcast was sponsored by Noah's Ark. Get on oh. your ark before we flood. Nice. This week's episode is also sponsored by Plastic Wrap. Make sure to wrap up all those dents in your wall. It'll be flawless in no time. Mm-hmm. Welcome back from the break, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those ads. So, Bird, what are you drinking? 
Mm-hmm. Water. Delicious. How about you? Anything new? Yeah. Uh, during the first half of the episode, I was bamboozled and lied to. Is that so? I saw a trendy thing on YouTube Shorts of someone making an Americano. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, for those of you that don't know, an Americano is espresso that you add uh, water, hot water to, to make it more like a, a drip coffee in terms of strength. And so what they did is you do like an Americano, but instead of um, just adding hot water, you add ice cubes to the espresso, and then you use your steam wand on your coffee maker to add steam and froth it. And it's supposed to be like a nitro cold brew effect. And while I got the bubbles and stuff and it looked like that, it very quickly faded and stopped being so bubbly. And I was lied to. It was still good. I still had a lovely Americano at the end, but... You mean to um, say that you were scanned? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. RuneScape did not stop me from getting scammed. Uh, but now I am drinking a bubbly, sparkling water that one of my D&D players had uh, given me three months ago, and I has just been sitting undrank because no one wants to drink these things. I think there's still uh, um, one of those ice drinks out in my car mm. that somebody left in my car, and yeah. I'm probably not going to drink it. It's there, though, I think. Yeah, I, we still have... Um, those uh what what do you call them the the grapefruit sodas that fenske brought to the christmas party because again no one wants to drink them i don't remember what they were honestly it's like big bottles of grapefruit soda i think those are actually like good like pretty fucking um they're okay but you have to be really in the mood for grapefruit i guess which I'm usually not. I'm usually in the mood for water, so that's fair. You know what else I'm in the mood you know for? What I'm in the mood for. <laughs> All right, listen. Only one of us can do this transition. Guys, I'm in the mood for the Easter 2023 blog post that was made ah. onto the old school RuneScape secure RuneScape dot com website. Uh huh. It's pretty cool. What, what about it? Um, guys, there's an Easter event. In fact, there is. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Um, it's pretty short. I went and played it before we started the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I did it after work today. I got, no, I did it yesterday after work. I got a little confused because, spoiler alert, I guess if you haven't done the Easter event, go do it before continuing to listen to me ramble on about this event for the next like probably five minutes. Um, or do it while he rambles. <sighs> I'm going to give you all the solutions, so here's what you got to do. You got to go talk to the all the kids of Varrock, and they all give you like hints as to where the Easter Bunny's egg mold has been well, hidden. I'd like to correct you. You're not talking to the kids of Varrock. You're talking to Gertrude's kids. Okay, well, those are the kids of Varrock. I think there's some more kids somewhere. Mm, there might be. I don't know. Well, you talk to all of them, and... All, all four of them give you a, a particular hint after solving some kind of like puzzle, riddle, or small little oddity. And then mm-hmm. once I got all of them, I was like, okay, cool. Now I can go find it. Unless I missed it, 
somehow. There did not appear to be an indication of what to go do next, so I just assumed you went to go you missed it. find it. Um, no, apparently you had to talk to the Easter Bunny first, and then you explain yeah. to him that you think you know where it is, and then he gives you a special shovel that can be used to find it. Man, I yeah. I used a spade in the spot where I ended up finding it. Why, could, why couldn't well, you just right, use a spade, right man? It's not the right one. But it was still cool. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a fun little event. The The giant bronze dagger that you get as a reward is very silly. And I am currently wearing the hat you get because you can just put a bird on your head. And I like that. I like birds. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, good good, good Easter event. Shout out to Mod Minked, his first piece of content. I feel like a lot of the, mm. the events lately have been like X onboarded mods first piece of content. It's like a zero stakes way for them to like develop a piece of content. Yeah, I imagine it's probably like intro to how to use RuneScript. Yeah, because there's literally nowhere else you use RuneScript, so. It's true. Well, I don't know if they use it on RS3. They probably still do. I hope It's probably don't. a different version of RuneScript, but most games have their own, like a lot of proprietary like games have their own scripting language, unless they're using a pre-existing engine, which I don't think RS3 is, so it probably is still using some kind of version of RuneScript, I would guess. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I'm sure the information is out there. Future me might have found it. Good luck, buddy. So apparently RuneScape 3 uses RuneTech, so it sounds like they're still using a proprietary yeah, thing. It's probably just RuneScript 2. Uh, it's RuneTech 5. I mean, so it's probably RuneScript 7. I'm sure it's, anyways, I'm sure it's uh, just an evolution of RuneScript. Yeah, anyways, what else is going on? What else we got? Easter event was cool. Uh, there's some more stuff about the new skill pitches poll. They, uh, the poll is out. Now you can vote. I love that they phrase it. If you've not been living under the biggest rock imaginable, you'll know that, that yeah. we've been <laughs> talking about old school's first ever new skill. I love that wording. Very good. So how did you vote, Bird? I'm curious. Uh, I think I voted exclusively for sailing. Okay. I voted for sailing and shamanism with shamanism as my like top pick. As your your favorite? Yeah, I want shamanism is I don't like you anymore. I'm gonna go make my own podcast. You don't <laughs> if you don't have the same opinion as me, it's actually probably better content Listen, if you don't have the same opinion as me. Shamanism is the cooler idea. It's but it's the more dangerous idea. It's very dangerous. As we discussed last week, I that reward space it just yeah. has to be changed for me to be convinced at all. Um, yeah, but that's still possible. We can still change the reward space. It's still within the the scope of the of the development of it. Yeah, but if you want our full uh, opinions on that, you can go listen to the first episode. Yeah, you can find us talking about it at some point mm -hmm. in it because we ramble on like we did this episode for like a long time yeah. before starting to talk about <laughs> it. We also talked about the bounty hunter stuff last week uh, before we started talking yeah. about new skill. So actual runescape stuff speaking of bounty hunter uh bounty hunter rewards beta changes yes. uh beta they are still rebalance up. some things yep they changed the stats 
Uh, yeah, I think so it was just the... the corrupted versions are a little bit stronger now. Yeah, they have a, a strength bonus now when they didn't prior. Oh, let's go. And Morrigan's gives you a strength bonus now uh, for range. Oh. Oh. Range strength really? bonus. Yeah. Huh. Oh, okay. Not the non-corrupted uh, version. I was like, if the corrupted yeah, yeah, version the gave you range strength, that'd be weird. So that's cool. Um, Darkbow Eye is getting a buff. Um, the attacks are going to land at the same time rather than uh, one tick after another, so you can't eat through the attacks. Abyssal Dagger is getting nerfed, um, and the Ancient Warrior weapons have a tweak. I don't... What what are they, what are they doing? Um, they were not available in the, uh, the beta worlds ah, last week, and now they actually are in the beta worlds, and you can use them now. Okay, cool. Jagex accounts are now in open beta. So, if you weren't accepted to the closed beta, now you can just go do it. Uh, 100% of players are now able to migrate their account to the Jagex account system. Go do it. It's good for your account security. Yeah. Uh, it's also just a more convenient method at which to manage your account or accounts, plural. Mm-hmm. Uh, other changes this week. Uh, there's some nice ones in here some good qol um when you fletch charts now instead of having to spam click there is now a make x interface that you can toggle on or off uh in the settings and you can make x darts now was that pulled i don't know i, I was gonna say i think this is an unpulled yeah. change i'm not against that being an unpulled change yeah. it's like not really anything significant but that seems like some mm-hmm. stupid shit they'd put on like the QOL polls, like I remember there was one one of the one of the QOL polls a while ago was like, should we make it so you can pick up darts directly into your blowpipe? It's like you can already pick up ammo directly in your ammo slot. Why do we need to pull this? I, I think this has to go with like Jagex's uh new philosophy when it comes to polls and stuff of yeah. we don't have to pull everything, which I think is a good change. And realistically, if they don't pull something that we don't like, people will scream about it, and then they'll change it. There's, they still have a pretty decent ear to the community, I think. Um, so if they ever mm-hmm. make a change that sucks, that's unpulled, most likely something will happen. Yeah. Um, soul Bearer will no longer consume all of your soul and blood runes when you go to charge it. It'll now ask you how many you want to use. Cool. Well, uh, apparently if you froze wardens when they're uh, spawning, they would uh, get deleted. So that's been <laughs> fixed. That's fun. Praying in an altar resets timer on any prayer point draining effects, which I assume just is corruption. I can't think of any other. So, cool. Uh, it also works for POH pools, Falador Elite Shield, and various raid rooms. So, something's going to drain your prayer points if you do any of those. It resets the timer on that now. Cool. Um, I think that's about it. Activity uh, high, scores, high scores. Yeah, expanded again. Yeah. Now down to 25. Cool. Slowly working its way down. And more Crack the Clue stuff, and the PvP worlds have changed. 
Well, really small update this week. Yeah, nothing crazy. But I think that's because next week we're getting a a pretty juicy one that's already been teased a bit. Yes, sir. Uh, the beta for the Ruinous Prayers. More beta worlds. This one's pretty yeah, exciting. I'm really excited. A lot for of this. a lot of big changes on their way. We got new skill yeah. talks. Um, forestry isn't a huge change, but that one is a, a significant change that's on its way. I still would like to hear more about forestry. I kind of voiced that teas mm-hmm. and campfires are still a little confusing to me, and I'd like to see a little bit more about what exactly those are going to be since they're voted into the game now. Um, yeah. But that is a different topic entirely. Let's talk about these ruinous prayers, because generally it's a pretty juicy topic anyways, and we didn't have the podcast going when they announced this stuff, so... It, well, we have the, the the lost episode. Did we talk about Ruinous Prayers about on that one? I don't remember. We did. Yeah. That just, um, that entire happening just was erased from my memory. Yeah, so the Ruinous Prayers are coming with Desert Treasure 2. Um, and there's some pretty powerful stuff in there. Yes, sir. Um so I will link you real quick the wiki page for it because I have a pretty good wiki, a wiki page, page now, wiki. Mm-hmm. and it includes the skill icon or the prayer icons. And uh, I'll also include this in the description of the podcast. They so have can... images. Yeah, so those were uh, shown off today. Oh, were they? Those prayers. Mm-hmm. So those are the icons for them, um, and I don't know what they all mean. Or what they're all going to do. But they're really cool looking. And they all give me... Uh, you know... They, they all scream that they're powerful. Including the bread on fire. Well, um, yeah, let's let's get into these a bit. Um, so there's the four vows, which are... I think the most interesting ones. And intentionally designed that way. Uh, you have Fumis' vow. Which... The attack consumes 10% of the player's poison severity and inflicts it as damage to an opponent. Oh, that is interesting. So, internally, the way poison severity works is when the game... That's actually really interesting. Yeah, so when the game says how much do you get hit by poison, it's your severity number plus 4 all over 5. And so, let's say... Uh, you get poisoned by a cow fight. That's the example on the wiki page for it. It's uh, going to be a poison severity of 30. So you get dealt 6.8 damage, rounded down to 6. And then um, if you have a poison severity of 30, it will consume uh, 10% of that. So 3, and then you'll deal 3 damage as damage to your opponent and you'll lose some of your poison uh which is neat and it's probably not going to be very useful i'm going to be entirely honest i imagine there's going to be a couple situations um like chambers uh for the ulm fight i think it might actually be kind of good because i feel like quite often uh i find myself poisoned there and i usually don't wear a surf so there's a chance that it could give you some extra dps there yeah. 
Uh, the next one, Umbra's Vow. Uh, attack drains 10% of the opponent's defense, up to 15% of their base level, applied before other defense-reducing attacks. So this is basically a BGS effect, but it uh, works on all styles, which is really cool. So uh, if you want to uh, attack an enemy with like a blowpipe or something, um, you can slowly start whittling down their defenses without actually having to bring a defense-lowering weapon. Yeah, this is... This is very or interesting. Using conjunction with one. I don't know how all the math works, um, obviously, but uh, yeah, I'm very interested to see how it works out. Because um, I imagine uh, hammer and BGS will probably not become irrelevant by this by any means, but I do imagine no, they'll still be very useful. I, I am curious to see if it does make them less or more but probably only less useful in certain circumstances um but i that that's an amount of math that i am unwilling to think about because i don't know how all of the caps and things work for bgs or hammer or for this prayer and how they interact with each other so i don't even want to begin to think about it yeah but it is it is definitely well, going to be interesting doesn't cap bgs just goes um that's right yeah. but yeah it's it's cool i i i like how yeah, it'll definitely open up some interesting you... options um like this will be basically the first time ever that you'll be able to stat drain zora like i think technically you could have used seer cole but who's gonna yeah. do that well there's the there's the new um wilderness staff that you can oh, that's use. true too yeah forgot about that talked about that literally last podcast i think but still forgot about it uh, but yeah, it, it'll let you reduce mage in a, or reduce stats with mage in more than just one way now. Yeah, very interesting. Also, it should be noted that these are different, like, uh, styles. So, uh, Fumis's vow, that was, was that, uh, smoke? Smoke the... Yeah, these are the, the, the elements, yeah. Frumis's vow is uh, smoke. Umbra's vow, I mean, you can kind of tell by the word umbra. That's the shadow one. Yeah. Uh, Kuro's vow is Kuro's? I'm not really sure how to say that. I don't know. Uh, it's blood. Yeah, that's blood. And then Glacius' vow is also pretty obvious. That one's yeah, it's ice. ice. But uh, Kuro's vow is uh, you heal for 10%. Or you have a 10% chance to heal for 10% of the damage you deal. Which is terrible. That so what's is really bad? What's Blood Fury? Blood Fury used to be ten percent of ten percent. Uh, I think it's thirty percent chance to heal for ten percent. Okay. Let me double check that though. Uh, it's a twenty percent chance to heal for thirty percent. Okay. Which is uh six percent of the damage you deal. Uh, for reference, this prayer is one percent of the damage you deal. So for every 100 damage you deal, you will heal 1 HP on average. Yeah, I would say. I think there's a very important on average to be put there. Um, there is yeah, a yeah. chance I mean, that it goes fucking crazy, you know, and heals you for a bunch. You, like, you keep hitting these huge max hits, and it procs every single time. But, but I think unlikely. this needs to be closer to Blood Fury to be usable. Closer to, but they do have to be careful about this. Um, yeah. Just because of the fact that you can have it with blood fury theoretically have they i'm sure they probably yeah. talked about that 
um, somewhere. But, yeah, it, it it stacks. Yeah, that's that's and, definitely something they have to think about. So. And you can also use it with the other styles too. So, and unlike Blood you know. Fury, this is less of just like a a cost to use type of thing because this is just your prayer points, which theoretically yeah. you can get infinite of. Um, just you'd have to leave or you know drink something or whatever. Whereas with Blood Fury, there is a thing you have to get and attach it to a thing that you're wearing that now degrades over time. So definitely a balancing act to be put there. We'll see how it goes. I imagine it might get a small buff. Maybe not at launch. I think it will. But I think some point the, down I mean, the there's line, the, maybe. Yeah, there's the, the, the beta next week. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Play around with it. I'm excited to see uh, people do Inferno with this. Yeah, I think very high interested level to PDM. see how it goes. I think I'm gonna try out some stuff with it. I have some ideas that I want to play around with. Mostly like the bosses I like to do, uh, for fun. That I'll probably try it out at like Seracnus, just because anything that I can make uh, elite clue grinding easier is always welcome. Uh, but uh, Glacius's Val gives a twenty percent chance to deal a recurrent magic attack equal to ten percent of the damage dealt. Rolled off the player's equipped style against the opponent's magic defense. So you know how in you know how in Nightmare Zone, there's the recurring damage orb that you oh, get. Oh, that's what it means. Okay, yep. gotcha. And it deals it as magic damage. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Against their against their magic defense. So if I hit a twenty, there's a twenty percent chance that they take two extra damage at the same time. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and it might be two over and over again. I'm not sure how that exactly is going to work. Like, it might tick a few times. Yeah, I think in Nightmare Zone, it only happens the one time. Um, okay. So it then, probably then, is yeah, the same. Yeah, this might be. Yeah, but, you know, that's a... That is still a DPS increase, which could be valuable in some yeah. places. This, I think these ones really depend on how much they drain of your prayer. Like, how bad is it? Yeah, I mean, I think if... I'm doing the math right. That's just a two percent DPS increase. Uh, yeah, I'm... which isn't I'm not the that super much, greatest but... with like statistics like that. So I don't know, but yeah, I'm sure there are probably some places where that amount of DPS increase is going to do you right. Like maybe uh, last week we were talking about Sire. Maybe if you're like, you know, super close all the time to getting through the mm-hmm. damage gate, it might be worth it to chuck this prayer on, so you just get that little bit of extra DPS. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Then we have these very uh, the exciting one's... prayers. Ancient Precision, Strength, Sight, and Will. Absolutely just so extraordinarily unique and exciting. It's the, like, steel skin of the prayers. Yeah. It's 20% attack, 20% strength, 20% range attack and strength, and 20% magic attack. It's I'm not whatever. upset that they're there, you know, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, it's nothing exciting. They're just there. Cool, great. Love to see it. Yeah. And, you know, they don't offer any defensive version because this is an offensive-focused uh, prayer book. So Trinitas is kind of more interesting. It's 15% melee attack and strength, 15% range attack and strength, and 15% magic attack as one prayer. Yeah, I still don't know about this one. It, I mean, it's useful if you are tribriding and you're lazy and don't want to swap yeah or you don't or you're like new and you don't want to swap i that's my problem with it though 
is if you're new and you don't want to swap like that's a skill you should develop it teaches bad habits and crutching on that teaches a bad habit especially on this prayer book that is supposed to be like the high skill you take more damage but deal more damage prayer book it seems a little odd i'm not totally against it but it's just a little strange to me yeah and you don't even get the benefit of like if you're Praying it, you have better magic defense, so you can like tank freezes or something better. Yeah, they, you it, don't get magic defense; it's just magic attack. I the only place I could maybe maybe see myself using this at is uh, gorillas, because at gorillas you have to switch so often. Yeah, um, and that just makes it a little bit yeah, easier. But realistically, like. If I'm using Ruinous Prayers at Gorillas, I should probably be taking full advantage of Ruinous Prayers at Gorillas. So, I don't know. Yeah, you want the next three, Decimate, Annihilate, Vaporize. Yes, sir. These are the big boys. Which have sick names, yeah. So, it'll be 20% attack and strength, or 20% attack, 30% strength, then 20% ranged attack and 30% ranged strength, and then a 25% magic attack with a... 4% 4% magic damage. 4% magic damage bonus is oh, huge. Baby. The first prayer to offer a magic damage bonus. I am. I mean, it's nothing insane, right? It's only 4%. I don't know yeah. how many max hits that is on X magic item. There's other places it'll to be, find that information. But it's going to yeah, give like you max some max hits. Or two. It's going to be it's going to be good. I'm very yeah, excited. It'll be like wearing a ward and then you can wear That's a ward cool. and use vaporize. Yeah. The I'm, I'm the um max mage setups I think are going to are going to pop off, honestly. Mhm. Might be able to see it in a couple of new places, especially with the way that shadow works. And it looks like for the uh overheads, the defensive overheads, we're only getting deflect. We're not getting the other option yeah, they absorb. had before. I yeah, no, no chip damage. I was really excited for the prospect of like two different. Or sorry, no, we are getting chip damage. Yeah, we're getting chip damage. We're not getting uh, smiting yourself. Yeah, I I was very excited at the concept of two different sets of uh, overhead prayers, where you would use them in like two different scenarios. Like sometimes you'd use the ones mm-hmm. that reflect uh, most of the, or some of the damage. Where and you take some, whereas you could instead use more prayer points. But realistically, you'd probably end up using one set of them and yeah. ignoring the other set. Um, um, of of note, by the way, um, we're also not getting withstand specifically because withstand is just better than the other options. What was withstand? Withstand was full protection. From whatever style, but you have reduced defenses by 33%. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. And so, at, like, a place where you're taking damage from multiple sources, like Seracnus, for example, um, it would be bad. you know, you wouldn't take damage from Seracnus, but you'd get, you know, smacked up by the minions. These minions already kind of smack, so... Yeah. But, you know, other places where you are only taking damage from one source, you know, that'd be... Uh, basically just as good as the regular overheads for no additional cost. Yeah. I think probably the, the method they're going uh, with the, the deflects is probably the best route. But I was I was genuinely interested in the idea of having uh, like mm-hmm. two different options for protect pairs. It was a cool idea, but this is probably the right path. Yeah. Speaking of the right path, Gambit. <laughs> yeah. So originally when Gambit was pulled, 
it was um in, it was like Darox. It was increased accuracy rather than damage uh on all styles depending on how low your hit points were. And my chief complaint was this, and I and I think other people realize this too, was you'd go into a raid with a rock cake, and you'd have to rock cake before you did your dragon warhammers, your BGSs. Listen, we live in the modern age, Spari. People would be bringing a locator orb. Okay, listen, I know, but rock cake is more iconic. But yes, point stands. Yeah, you you have to do that before every room to land your defense lowering stuff, and then maybe you'd camp below HP the entire raid, and it was not a good idea. Yeah, it was a dangerous precedent to set. I don't remember who I was talking to. Um, I think we we were both in the call at the same time, but somebody was talking about how um they they've obsessed over this this low life mechanic. It was originally yeah. uh going to be with Masori. There was going to be the Masori amulet that would make it so you deal more damage when at lower hit points. Um mm-hmm. and that got gone. Um and then Gambit arose the same problem. I don't remember who it was, but they were talking about how if they really want this, they should make it a mechanic of a boss, and specifically one boss. Yeah, that'd be and I think a neat way to that's that's it. probably the best way that they would be able to get this into the game. And I think mm-hmm. it would be it would it would definitely be a unique mechanic of the boss. Putting putting you in a low life scenario where they also control specifically what that boss does could have some really interesting mm-hmm. gameplay mechanics where like there are certain attacks that you need to avoid that you know would kill you because you're camping low life to deal more damage to this boss. Yeah, but if you had to do it throughout the entire game, it would be really unfun. Yeah. And it would be frustrating how often you'd, you know, die to uh, just small amounts of damage that you'd probably normally live from. Yeah, 8% accuracy in all styles doesn't sound like much, but I'm sure it is a lot more than my uh, tiny bird brain understands. Of note, it's an overhead, yes. and it's usable with the other offensive prayers we've already talked about, so it's going to stack on top of that. Yes, sir. So, so yeah. in cases where you don't need to be praying in protection prayer, you can have a uh, gambit on and just get extra DPS in. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, vindication is basically uh, redemption. It heals you for uh, 15% of your base prayer level if you fall below 10% of your health um, it fully drains your prayer and you you deal an extra 10% damage for your next attack. So redemption with a little bit of a bite. Yeah, redemption with some bonus damage afterwards. Cool. I'm not sure if you skipped over it or we just had already talked about it, but rebuke is also there um, in between uh, yeah, I did skip over that. Uh, increases damage taken by 15% but deflects 15% of damage, damage taken back to the opponent this is an overhead prayer um Mm -hmm. and so basically it's just vengeance as an overhead and using this with vengeance could be kind of crazy yeah it could be cool um i'm not sure where you'd use it but kq maybe because uh you still want to pray something against kq uh well if you're taking 10 percent of damage regardless with these protection prayers Mm, maybe I don't know. But uh, this is an overhead rebuke is. Yeah. Well, that's so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you if you would take ten percent, oh, anyways, maybe the new strategy is to just eat the whole time. Mm, that sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> eat the whole time and hope that your uh, hope your thrall kills it. I don't even think I want to use this at Thermy because you'd be 
stealing zeros. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but at, at the very least, you'd definitely throw it on uh, as you hit Avenge. So. Yeah. Maybe it's useful in PvP. The next one is Wrath. Uh, it's This is just uh, uh, Retribution. Except it's bigger and deals more damage. I can't wait for RuneScape Tactical Nuke version with this. That would be very funny, yeah. It's it's free content, dude. He just needs to go finish Desert T- Treasure 2 on like nine accounts. <laughs> uh, and then we have Smite. Rune Smite. Except instead of 25% of the damage you deal, it's 33%. And it smites both your opponent and yourself. Does it? Cool. Reduces? Yep. Oh. Huh. So you can smite oh. them harder, but you're also smiting yourself I while see, you do it. I see. For some reason, I, I, I interp- when you said you smite yourself with it, I interpreted that as when you deal damage to them, you lose prayer points. And I was like, huh? But I assume... It- I think it's the damage you deal drains your own prayer points. I don't know, man. That sounds weird. I mean, maybe it, maybe it's the damage they deal drains your prayer, but... Yeah, it does say reduces use. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna assume it works the way I said because it makes me feel better. Yeah. Either way, that works. I is that good? Is that useful? Yeah. If you can smite an opponent, you know who cares if you're losing prayer points. Well, then how do you keep praying smite? Drink prayer box. Drink your super restores. I don't know it. Because, you know, you're going for the big, like, 73 AGS, right? And if you drain 33% rather than the 25%, you know, that might smite them when you kill them. So you don't care if you drop smite then. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Definitely very strange. But one thing I was going to comment yeah. is I'm I'm interested to see where um, the direction of PvP moves with this. Because I can see... Mm-hmm. Uh, counterplay to like you know uh, a lot of pvp is uh, acknowledging when your opponent is like speckable when you could hit them with a spec and theoretically ko them so i'm interested Mm -hmm. to see like where rebuke takes that and where and and how ruinous smite affects that so like maybe maybe if you know your opponent's about to try and ko you you might uh, toss on rebuke and like try and heal up enough and like throw a bunch of damage into them and then like uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're be, definitely going to be seeing interesting, interesting stuff. Like yeah, yeah. The opponent runs in at you at the in the wilderness. You know, maybe you're doing a Calvarion. He has a, uh, he has an AGS in his hands. You throw up a rebuke right before he hits you, and a vengeance, and you know he just eats a, you know, eighty or whatever, and then you smack him back. Yeah, but then you also eat some more damage. So I don't know. Could be interesting. That's true. It's it's risky. I mean, that's the whole yeah. prayer book is uh, risk versus kind of reward. Uh, utility prayers now. No more over- overheads. Ruinous grace. I'm so excited you, for you this. Are, yeah, you, you want to talk this about one, this one? This one's. I don't know how many situations it's going to be useful in, but it drains your prayer points instead of your run energy, with drain rate being modified by your prayer bonus. So depending on how good this is, um, how like how much your prayer bonus affects. How quickly it drains it could be useful in quite a lot of places but notably um i've been gearing up to to send 99 runecraft um i've been mining some day alt I, that was all i did while i was uh editing the last podcast in video form 
Um, and for uh, ZMI, this is just the solution for run energy at ZMI because there is an altar at the beginning of ZMI and you can just go forever. You just never stop running. It it could be really, really good. Um, yeah. And I imagine there are some other places I'd have to kind of right look now, around. Cause... At... Go ahead. Because right now at ZMI, you are using the uh, Arceus spellbook and you're running around uh, casting Vile Vigor and then spellbook swapping. Yeah, which I hate. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of annoying. You're doing that, uh, or you're so chugging cool. stems, or you're, mm-hmm. um, like I think there's a method where you just like teleport back to your house every time and use the rejuve pool. Yeah, there's a bunch of options. Those are great options. This this could be really good for that. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. sure there's some other places that this could be good for. Like I, I'm sure there's probably a lot of other runecrafting applications for this. Um. Abyss running is not one of them because you lose all your prayer points when you go into the abyss. Uh, Zaya runecrafting is not one of them because there's nowhere to recharge your prayer and you lose your prayer points when you turn uh, dense essence into dark essence. So that doesn't work either. Mm-hmm. But maybe for just like regular, like true blood altar running, this could be pretty good. Yeah, true blood altar. I could see it being used. I think there's probably a lot of places I'm not thinking of where this could actually be really helpful. I'm excited for it. Of note, too, not only can you run at, like, use your regular, or use a uh, Runus Grace, once your prayer runs out, you can just use your regular yeah. run energy. You have also your run energy now, because your run energy has gone unaffected this whole time. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it would work this way, but maybe you could use your regular run energy, swap on Runus Grace when you run out, run out of the Runus Grace, and some of your run energy is now recharged. Oh, yeah. Who knows? It might work that way. Yeah, and this could also be good for, like, making escapes, uh, keeping a gap in uh, PvP as well. Mm-hmm. If you're about to run out of run energy, yeah. you can just toss on Ruinous Grace because you're not worried about getting caught up to at that point. Yeah. Definitely very interesting. Next one's not super interesting. It's uh, Rejuvenation. Uh, currently, we have Rapid Heal, which makes it so you regain one hit point every 30 seconds. This is one hit point every 20 seconds. Yeah. Wow. It could be good at some places where rapid heal is already useful. It really depends on its prayer drain rate. Yeah. But let's be honest, it's mostly just there so that you have a prayer to reset your HP regen timer. Yep. Um, of note as well, if you're wearing uh, a regen bracelet with a hit point scape, uh, you get two hit points every 30 seconds so one hit point every 15 seconds basically so we already have something better than this and it's not that great already so i this is just gonna be used for flicking your hp hey well you know i might i don't have a regen bracelet or an hp cape so if i need to go to the uh the banana bones to bananas bones to peaches room in uh Mage training arena. Maybe I'll uh, throw this prayer on you. Sounds like a skill issue. Listen, man, I'm not wasting an onyx on a fucking band that makes my health regen faster. That's some bullshit. You know what's some bullshit? Metabolize. <laughs> so everyone got bamboozled and duped with this one. Yeah, I think I got it. I got it backwards. Um, 
in mm-hmm. uh, the last episode I noticed while I was editing. Um, it's still good, yeah. in my opinion. It's still interesting. So, the way everyone thought it would work was that you could just slam food into your face really quickly, one tick faster than normal. What it is, is you can act one tick faster after eating food. So you can attack a tick faster. Which is good. I mean, it's still good. But 15 seconds after activation is when it starts working. Mm -hmm. That is so long. Yeah, so you have to be praying this the whole time you want to be using it. That is... That needs to be shorter, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it all this one also is another one that really depends on what its prayer drain rate is. Um, yeah, if if it's like if it's pretty it, level, if it's negligible, it could be really good. But if it's any mm-hmm. amount, it's not going to be very useful. Yeah, especially since a lot of I mean, higher level content you're using bruise or equivalent that don't make you That's attack true. or don't give you attack delay at all. So Yeah, if you're using hard food though, then it'll be useful, but anywhere else. The next one is just preserve, but it only works for combat stats. Cool. Berserker. Cool. I got nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, these the are combat prayer book. This is cool. This is exciting. Um mm-hmm. it is definitely weird to see the the image of the prayers because it doesn't reach all the way down to like the last row yeah um, yeah there's uh what s- seven more prayers they could fit in yeah which is fine we don't need all of them right now but just after having the the prayer book mm-hmm. we have right now which only has one extra slot it just looks weird missing slots now yeah so maybe we'll get uh some more prayers that they could fit in. I'm and sure they can come up with some more stuff. I don't know if you know this answer. Um, mm-hmm. I remember they were talking about how decimate, annihilate, and vaporize might be like scroll type things. I think that's the vows that are going to be like that. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Because I remember they said that the vows are like 100% going to be like that. But yeah. I'm wondering if they're still considering decimate, annihilate, and vaporize to be like that as well. Because they are kind of the, you know piety rigor yeah. and augury equivalents that you all have to unlock separately from the prayer book yeah, so it was reasonable want... for them to say that yeah they don't want those to be completely devalued you know so i'd be interested to see maybe. what goes i'm not sure we'll have to see yeah. what's i'm gonna control f in the q a real quick to see if they have anything oh okay no i just looked up prayer and there's there's nothing i don't think they talked about uh runa's prayers at all in this q a so you good, bro? Yeah, I'm good. You sure? Okay. You say so. You're looking it up. I was just singing. Well, it took me like no time at all because I just looked. Yeah, no. I control F prayer and and I controlled yeah. control, control F vow and I was like, okay, there's there's clearly nothing in here. I assume that this Q and A was probably all about uh skills, which is reasonable because that's the hot new topic right now, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I, been I think I'm definitely only talking about. I think I'm definitely much more excited for Runa's prayers, honestly, um, than new skill. Yeah, probably the, partially the because prayers the be prayers huge. are coming way sooner. Um, and they theoretically, similarly to a skill, impact basically every facet of the game as we know it. 
So they have kind of an equal excitement value. Yeah. This is an exciting time for the game. Definitely. Lots of fun stuff. It's a great time to be an old school player. Do you have anything else uh, you wanted to talk about? Uh, my only other topic was complaining about YouTube. Because um, YouTube has some weird restrictions on new accounts now, which I understand why. They're really cracking mm-hmm. down on like spam accounts and bots, which is great. Um, because the comments section of videos had been unbearable and there were a lot a lot terrible there were a lot of scams um where new accounts would like throw up videos or live streams that were misleading and then they'd have links in the description that led you to just Mm -hmm. completely bogus sites that looked real a lot of the time just all these crazy scams so i completely understand why but the the methods they have of circumventing it are very strange um the you get three options when you when i was trying to verify my account so the first problem i had Mm -hmm. i I tried to upload the video i uploaded it and started getting processed um and then it told me that i couldn't upload videos over 15 minutes in length and i was like okay well that sucks um but for that it was like you need to verify your account i was like okay i'll go verify i had to verify it via my phone number which i did and then i was allowed to upload it Mm -hmm. sure cool fine whatever um a, it's a small layer of verification that I'm sure they do just to prevent people from creating troll accounts that just upload massive amounts of data to their servers for no reason. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but then when I was trying to up, or put the links to our socials in the description, um, it was like, you can't do that. Uh, you need another layer of verification. Click here to learn more. And I did. And it gives you three options. I don't remember what they all were. The third option is the one I picked because it was just like build up your reputation over time by just being a normal person and over the course of two months we'll decide if you're a real human being or not and i'm like sure i'll just do that the other two options i think one of them was they're both trying to verify your id one of them is to literally send them a picture of your id Mm. that's not super uncommon i've had to do yeah it's not uncommon but for youtube to put links in the description that just seemed crazy to me i understand why they're doing that it's once again to verify that you're a real person but mm-hmm. for me i've never been a huge fan of taking a picture Give. of my id and Give throwing Google it to the ID. internet just in general that doesn't Google. feel like such a great idea to me and then the first I- I- item uh was was something similar i don't remember what it was but it was very strange mm-hmm. it was a very strange process and then of course now i'm finally in and the the episode's up um and yeah, go check it out on YouTube. Yeah, and if you're listening to the podcast right now, there is a chance that you could be watching it instead. Um, there isn't mm-hmm. a whole lot you're missing. It's basically just me editing some words onto the screen and like putting context of what we're talking about. You're not missing much if you're not there, but if you are there, yeah. cool. I the only reason Thank I do the only reason I do it is because um, I use podcasts as second monitor content a lot of the time. And I like it when there's like a little yeah. flash of information. I can like glance over and be like, oh, look, that's cool. And then I can go back to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, funny pictures. That's what I like out of content. And so obviously that's how I'm going to cater our content to be. So mm-hmm. I I get a very different thing out of podcasts. I like to listen to them while I'm at work because I work for anywhere from five to eight hours a day uh, in the back of a restaurant all by myself with nobody to talk to. 
Yeah. And so I'll just have a podcast going in my pocket the whole time. Yeah, and I know a lot of people listen to podcasts like while they're driving. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously you shouldn't be watching a video and like glancing over to it. Yeah. If you're doing that, please stop. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, YouTube. Anyways, I think that uh... YouTube's weird. I just want to complain about one last little thing here. Okay. <laughs> I'm at the YouTube analytics page right now. Um, mm-hmm. As of time of recording, uh, if I go to our main YouTube page and refresh this, it shows that uh, the episode one has 29 views. Mm-hmm. In channel analytics, it shows that our channel has 34 views. Yeah, so and that's then because of on the, way the they do caching. And then on the graph, it shows that we have no views at all. Interesting. It's just, it's weird. Yeah, I, it's not something that needs do... to be fixed yet, and I'm sure it's because of the yeah. way they do caching. But I just think it's kind of funny and weird. Yeah. But I think that about does it. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out once again to XP Waste. Uh, shout out to, to Michael specifically. I uh, love you too, Oxy, but Michael uh, told me I should post this in the TNL Discord, and I did. And uh, XP Waste also uh, gave us a retweet on their uh, Twitter account. Super awesome. Love you guys. Speaking of Twitter, you can follow uh, us at uh, Rest Pod on Twitter. You can also follow us on Patreon and give us a donation there at patreon.com slash guthexpressed. Uh, any money there will go towards better equipment for our recordings. Uh, we don't yet have any reward tiers set up, so as soon as I figure out what to do with that, we'll do something there. Uh, you can also go to uh, coffee and give us a donation in Fuel My Caffeine Addiction at uh, ko-fi.com slash guthexpressed. And you can follow our personal accounts. Oh, you can also follow the YouTube. Yeah, I was about to say. You can also, as we were just talking about, hit subscribe, hit the like button, do all those things. Hit the bell notification. Yeah, whatever it is that you do now on this mm-hmm. website. Yeah, Bird's going to put a little bell notification icon on <sighs> every time I say that word, too. <sighs> <laughs> Are you going to censor the swears this time? No. You loser. That. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I'm not doing it either. Um, so. Yeah. Once we maybe get sponsors, I'll do it. <laughs> How are we supposed to get sponsors if they if we're swearing all the time? They won't like us. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, follow us on YouTube. Uh, it's, it's called subscribing on YouTube. Pod. Okay, listen, I'm a boomer. Come on, man. You should know these things. Okay, I don't know anything about the podcast platforms. I don't use them at all, so. That's fair. I did not um, know that uh, Pocket Pod was a thing that you can follow us on. Pocket Pod? Is that what it's called? I don't remember. Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. Close enough, man. Thank <laughs> you. Fucking <laughs> follows on YouTube each. <laughs> all right. Um, follow me on Twitter and my personal Twitter account at a guy named Swari. Birdfax doesn't use Twitter. Feel free to follow me anyways, at Birdfaxer. I don't post anything, but it's there. If you want to leave a comment or any sort of feedback, uh, Twitter is the best way to do that. I will read that and get a notification. 
And yeah, I think that just about does it. I'll also read the YouTube comments. Bye-bye. So yeah, bye bye. Bye.